that's hot. Here are the things that were too stupid for this episode of Hot Contents. I'll tell you what, yeah. mate, what's your dream wedding? Probably Chicken Kiev, mate. <laughs> <laughs> any others? You going to have any others? Uh, Eastern European. I um, I've got to have a half Lithuanian. Oh, I don't know. Where's, uh, where's South Sudan, mate? I didn't really think of that. <laughs> no, it's only the... Uh... Imagine if our contents was paid for by the taxpayers. It should be. Fucking should be. It's the service we give. <laughs> Christ. You're spending your money on government quangos when you could be investing in Sharpie and Gleason. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Royal Wedding Special of Hot Contents. Happy Royal Wedding Week, everybody! Yay! 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 Happy Royal Wedding Week to you. Markle and Spencer, that's just come to me. Markle and Spencer. He's renaming the shops. He's renaming the shops. Hang on, mate. Hang on, mate. Selena had a... Call it Markle and Spencer. <laughs> That's good. That's clever. Spencer is Diana's name, though. <laughs> it's good. Happy Royal Wedding Week, everybody. This week, we are here celebrating Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, their marriage, because we make a massive deal over it. Over here in America, back there in the UK, of course, where Steve is. Steve, how's the buzz at the moment for the Royal Wedding? Yeah, mate, yeah, it's good. I mean, I was up Windsor the other day, and there's, like, security everywhere. That's been going on for weeks. But they ain't there. They, they, ain't, just, they ain't just there. <laughs> no, they ain't. So, I think they just sort of knock about for weeks on end just to be like, don't you even think about coming to Vagin. <laughs> mate, I'll tell you who it probably is. It's probably people dressing up like police officers just to get a, just to get a good spot in the, uh, in the parade, isn't it? Because yeah, be that's what I'd do. I do. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, no, you've got to get there early because you've got to see Harry and Meghan. Dress up like a policeman, you fucking front row. Yeah, you would be. That's a good idea. Do you know what? I, I, I think it's going to be quite buzzy. What, so Americans might not know what English people do on days like this is um, they have, there's lots of street parties. Lots of old women hold, like every other road you go down, <laughs> old women have put up like a stand. And it's like all the nans get together and have sort of like um, Battenberg cake and True. tea and... Uh, and maybe finger, maybe like um, what are those? Lady, like? fing- lady, lady fingers. fingers, yeah, lady fingers, yeah, lady yeah. fingers. Maybe like a Victoria sponge, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Maybe like a uh, what? Do, what do they call? What do they call raffles at these things? It's like it's like tobogo or something. Like in tombola. Tombola. Taking tobogo. He's got fucking cool runnings. <laughs> I'm somewhere between Trinidad and Tobago and tobogo. <laughs> <laughs> tobogo. <laughs> so all the dads playing toboggan, yeah, um, and we all do sort of, and we wave little flags, really like naff little flags from like Poundland. But Prob- to be honest, Megadoff suits is quite, oh. quite the coop for the she is. for the royal family. I think I think everyone's like, oh, she's lucky. I don't think so. Suits was a top show for many seasons. Was mate? I tell you what, I think this is the first princess, the first princess that will be going into. Uh, into Buckingham Palace and that, that I've actually seen her hoovering in her lingerie before she's even got in there. Do you know what I mean? I know, yeah. I know, except I've got a few tapes off Camilla a few days. Mate, <laughs> mate, do you know what? 
you know what? Do you know what I think this does? Do you know what I think this does? <laughs> he loved that one. Mate, just go, just go, because I'll be a while. <laughs> he loved that one, mate. I tell you what. I tell you what. I, what I think this does, because she's American. Is she American or Canadian? Oh, uh, she's American, mate. American. She's American. I think this sort of opens the doors up for all those like women out there who are desperate to marry a prince out in America. This is sort of yeah. this is sort of solidified that yes, that is a life choice. Like give it about give it about twenty twenty four years, little Prince George, is going to be all grown up. Yeah, yeah, he might go after Kylie Jenner's new one. <laughs> he might. Do, um, yeah, imagine Princess Stormy. <laughs> but anyway, mate, let's get to the let's get to the point of the podcast. As always, uh, have you got a special tea for us for the special royal wedding podcast? I do. I I have. So the royal family, central to the Commonwealth, that's the whole thing. Mm. Um, So I looked up the best Commonwealth tea, right? Mm. And the finest tea in the Royal Commonwealth is Dilma from Sri Lanka. Really? Mate, I'm telling you. I hope Sri Lanka are in the Commonwealth, because otherwise I've gone right. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the tea, mate. Tea from, tea from the Dimbula region was a favourite of the English and Scottish planters who pioneered the Ceylon tea industry. The name, however, was coined by an Edinburgh tea maker in his effort to market his tea. He settled on the term breakfast tea. With London tea, houses later adding the word English. Today, English breakfast tea remains a hugely popular choice around the world. Its strength and character permit the addition of milk, cream, honey or sugar, but it's just as good enjoyed straight. This tea is the finest Ceylon English breakfast tea in the world. Mm. Ingredients, pure Ceylon black tea, no additives, so it's vegan, mm. so it's vegan. Mm. Store in a cool dry place, store in a cool dry place. This is, so this is, this, is a, this is a Dilma, mate, hand-picked and artisana, artisanally. Is that even... Artisanally? Artisanally is what I'm guessing here. Artisanally. That doesn't sound good, though, is it? Artisanally. <laughs> No, no, no. It sounds, a bit said, like, sounds a bit shwaddy-waddy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. If someone said, yeah. oh, he's a bit tisanally, I go, oh, yeah. I pass him anchor sheaf. I'd say he should be committed, honestly. <laughs> he's got he's, he's tisanally, oh my word. Don't let him around kids. <laughs> uh, so, hand-picked and artisanally made in the Dimbula region of Sri Lanka, which is renowned for strong and full-bodied tea. Hmm. Oh, mate, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. A special royal tea Especially for the royal podcast. We'll get the full review at the end like we normally do. Otherwise, we're going to crack on yeah. talking about the royal wedding here. Oh, hang on. You just type it in and they've actually got a website. You know how everyone does like uh, com or whatever it oh, is yeah, to yeah. put up their registry and stuff like that? They're a bit taking the piss here, Harry and Megan. It's, theirs is www.royal.uk forward slash royal wedding. Oh, that's, a, that's too good a domain. Subtle, isn't it? Mm. Mate, do you know what you're doing for it? Mate, I don't know. I'm probably just... Uh... Oh, mate, might have it on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... It's very us, because honestly... I'm lose- I- I've got messages from all over the place, from uh, from people who are in America, and even from my family back home, being like, oh, oh what are you doing for it? What are you doing for it? It's not about six o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, um, right. Which I ain't early rising, because I don't know, what do people expect to happen? Like, usually I'd get up, I'd get up early for something that I don't know the result of. Mm. Right, if there was a possibility of, uh, 
you know, a, an absolute twist. All of a sudden, I, I don't know, Prince George comes in and just lobs something at her. Like, hey, I have this. Yes. That's you. right, yeah. The curveball is what makes you want to watch it. There's no curveballs, never is. No, it's just going to be a normal ceremony, isn't it? Yeah. You really want, yeah. you really want sort of Cat Slater to burst in the back of the hall. Oi! Yeah. <laughs> He's the father of his daughter. Because I didn't watch, mate, I didn't watch William and Kate. So even though, and I love, I love William and Kate. They're absolutely top draw. But I didn't watch their wedding. However, they got uh, one of the things I know through doing my research for this one. Kate Middleton for her wedding, she got as a wedding gift from her brother. She got a cocker spaniel, little fellow named Lupo. Which yeah. really, that's all I want to see. I'd much rather see Lupo knocking about. Yeah, why yeah. do people get married? Yeah, that's the first I've even heard of Lupo. The royal. I know. Very, they're very. Uh, they keep it very hush hush. Like there's no access for Hollow Magazine. Come on, Lupo's pretty fuming about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lupo might be all about that, honestly, because you think about it, when you're in the royal family, and you have got the lavish life. You don't need the cameras on you. No. Oh, mate, I tell you what, that reminds me. What's that? And I an incident about two hours ago. Oh, yeah. I was out for lunch and I got into my, oh, right. I got into my car from Petswood, right, driving home. Ten, mm. ten minute drive. And I, hear, I I sort of halfway and I'm like, I'm sure I can hear crickets. You know like those that sort of like I, I do I do please explain what the insect is to me. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing you just keep hearing. But you hear it a lot in fields, you never see them, do you? Yeah, I know. Apparently apparently when you hear that it's, I've heard it's like it's uh, it's mating call. Like it's actually it's a leg. they're trying to they're basically they're awning. Yeah, mate. It's like it seems to be like sort of awning season. They've all been on the old like sort of got a bit randy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've all had the couscous, you know, the aphrodisiacs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, they've all booked an ibis hotel for tonight. <laughs> exactly. Stop feeding your crickets oysters. That's what we're trying. <laughs> so anyway, I'm hearing these crickets. And I'm thinking, oh, it must be like sort of crickety season. And uh, and I was sort of driving, and I'm thinking, oh, and I, I was at a traffic light, and it got really loud. And I was like, oh, mm. right, I must be, it must be like right outside, like it must be, it's quite loud in my ear. And I carry on driving, but as I'm driving, it's not getting <coughs> any quieter. I'm like, oh, mm. how's the hell? Turn to my left, passenger seat, fucking cricket on his back, going. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I was like, fucking hell! That's, that's loud. <laughs> so, oh, that would just get a life out of me. Hey, but honestly. But it was, it was. It's not that big a deal. Like when you let it. What well, I, I thought that would. I would have thought that would have scared me a little bit because I would have been. Oh bloody hell! That's a, like a big, a big old thing. But it's, it wasn't really. It was quite harmless. So I just thought, all right, just crack on. So right. he's, he's just kind of. He's doing his mating call. I don't know. He's trying to. Sh- anyone in there's me. I'm not going to shag him. <laughs> it was stupid for a start off. <laughs> he tried his luck there. And then, <laughs> uh, but he just kept going. Right, and I'm sort of looking at him, and I said, "If you if you don't mind, mate, taking off your top hat in the car, <laughs> <laughs> we don't do top and tails in the Kia Seed." <laughs> and drove all the way home, and then I didn't know what to do, so I stopped just up the road here, and I opened the door, and he said, "What the fuck are you doing?" I said, "Just get out of my fucking car." <laughs> <laughs> so I've just hit him, and he's flown out, but now throw me off. I mean, cheeky little. I mean, I've detoured off the wedding, but I mean, at the end of the day, I had a little, I had a little moment. I wanted to share it. It was good. It was good. Oh, it was excellent. 
Oh, mate, I tell you what, mate. I've actually been, have you been doing much reading up on the on the wedding? I can't say. I, I tend to learn these things through sort of like uh, gossip, hearsay, people in yeah. people in cafes. I'm a bit. I get a bit fascinated by it because really, well, I get fascinated by it because there's always such hysteria over two people tying the knot, and I've sort of looked back into the history of royal weddings, and I've got some. I've, I've done some facts, mate. I found some facts out which are actually proper interesting because even like the first one, how much do you reckon? Oh, royal wedding and cost. If you ballpark in it, well, it depends where you draw the line, really. Because I tell you, they include security. Okay, which is probably absolutely enormous, right? So I reckon mm. I'm going to say two hundred million. Oh, mate, he's well overdone it. So now it's just underwhelming. So <laughs> <laughs> how much? So, is it? so that William and Kate's cost thirty-four million dollars. Uh, I don't oh, know it's a little dollars, bit on so. the cheap side. Those two. <laughs> But the reason it's eye opening, mate, is because it goes. Is uh, it was thirty four million, thirty two million of it just went to security. Do you know what though? Like those stories always come out as if this is somehow a bad thing, but like that's good for the economy. Just pumping money out of like the out into the economy, it goes somewhere. When you buy something, someone else gets the cash. Oh, and tourism goes mental during these times, doesn't it? Yeah, but they're always like, oh, this is costing a lot for the taxpayer. Yeah, but people are getting it back for their businesses. You know, I don't, yeah. don't mind them. I don't really mind that. Yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of the Hot Contents Economy Hour, Steve will be on after this. I will be, uh, yeah. So. yeah. We're doing VAT next. Tune in. <laughs> Mate, the one that is a fucking this... joke, though, isn't it? VAT. What's that all about? <laughs> Fruit and nuts, 20%. Fuck off. This one surprised me a bit more because they had how much? Uh, how much do you reckon? How much do you reckon a wedding dress costs? Yours probably about forty million. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very diva-like, but the average. What you want a royal? So uh, what? Kate, as in Kate's dress? Kate's dress. Oh, that's probably. Uh, I would have thought some designer would have done it for her for free, like you know, sort of like Oscars style. But then I'm guessing maybe the dresses. 50 grand? So, it weren't done for free. It was... A cage dress was by Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. Oh, right. And it cost $434,000. Right, blimey. Semi-detached in a sort of, sort of chiselers for that. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. The, uh, the cake costs more than your guests. The cake costs more than that? Kate, the, William and... The, your guests. William and Kate... I had two wedding cakes, two wedding cakes, which cost a reported eighty thousand dollars. Oh my word! That one. Now that one's surprising to me. I'm not having a go based on the economy. <laughs> I'm just surprised. Fucking hell! To make a cake exactly. that cost eighty thousand dollars. Mary Berry just put in a college tuition into <laughs> into the centre of her Jamaica sponge. <laughs> Fuck me! That's that's, that, that's very expensive. That's very very expensive. It was just, that makes the dress seem reasonable. Well, also, mate, this is the part of it because it's all tradition, isn't it? and tradition—I'll say tradition—is one of my least favourite words in the English language. Mm. Just because everyone says, "Oh, you know, we do it because it's traditional," you're basically saying, "Oh, we do it that way because that's that's the way we've done it before." Yeah. Rather than just living and learning and saying, "Oh." It was bollocks when we did it that way. Mm. So now we do it that way because that's the way we've always done it. Yeah, that's so, exactly right, actually. Good point. They, all, they obviously ain't learned their lesson with a cake because 
apparently the cake is always uh, a fruitcake covered in white fondant icing mm. uh, and then William requested a non-traditional groom's cake of his favourite frozen chocolate biscuits which that is class that's something we would very much do that's there's the traditional cake, and then there's just one with little penguins and bulbs <laughs> around the side. But honestly, it cost about 30 quid, now Marks and Sparks. But it's like, that's what, who wants the caterpillar cake? Who wants... No? That's no, everyone's... It's, from, everyone's it's, it's from Markle and Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the face. The face is mine. That goes out for me. But... Oh, they're really nice, Colin Catherine. <laughs> for all the American listeners, it is an absolutely luxurious cake. It looks it just looks like a child's chocolate caterpillar cake. But it's absolutely top banana. I'd pay eighty grand for that. I know, it's worth it, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what they paid for, maybe it was yeah. a genuine <laughs> Colin Caterpillar. Very, very possible. <laughs> but they were also uh, they were also looking into like the other uh, the other weddings, the other things that happened. It wasn't all on uh, it wasn't all on William and Kate because of course haven't they? I feel like they've said a, a bunch of times like the biggest one ever watched was uh, Charles and Diana, wasn't it? That's what they say, yeah. So Charles and Diana, yeah, their one mate, their, theirs was viewed by seven hundred and fifty million people on July 29th, nineteen eighty one. Bloody hell! Yeah. It's only tended by three and a half thousand. A little bit a low turnout, right? Well, yeah. That's what yeah. I suppose it's on the telly, so what's the point? There's 750 million people in 74 countries tuning in. Blimey. It's like a Mayweather fight. I, I, oh, mate, it's like EastEnders, really, isn't it? No. I feel like EastEnders Christmas special. I feel like that's, uh, that's probably about the same numbers, I'm guessing. Hey, do you know, actually, do you know at Charles, uh, uh, Charles and Diana's one, 1981? You know how, like, in Friends... In Friends, it's a very famous storyline that Ross said the wrong name. Oh, yeah. Do you know that Diana called him Philip? No. She got her names backwards. She called him Philip Charles Arthur George. His name's Charles Philip Arthur George. She called him... She, called, him she called her husband... <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Why is that not bigger news? That's so you something you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so you. And I'll be... I'll be He's assumed up the prize. Absolutely, yeah. You're going to be like Trevor Pam. And you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's Pam Trevor's. <laughs> Pam Trevor's, if you're listening, the numbers... <laughs> Do you reckon you're going to marry a Pam? Because I've been saying that for years, did <laughs> you? I've been telling Billy for years that the way he's going to get married, he's going to get engaged, he's going to pay £900 to interrupt at the Mavericks concert to get on stage and say, please, p- p- Pam. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that's oh. true. Oh. It's very Billy's style. Oh, on that note, mate, I thought I was reading this week, Brad Pitt, when he's hitting on women, uses his real name, which is William. Yeah, he's William Brad Pitt, isn't it? Billy Brad. And I was thinking to myself, guarantee Shania Twain still ain't impressed. <laughs> An excellent joke. Great one who was really paying good attention in about 97. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a song and a half, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Thing mate, is, it was. Thing is, I don't still don't get the message because it's like, oh, you're a rocking scientist. That don't impress me much, right? And then, <laughs> and then me and you are sat there like, fuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we 
you got to do, Shania? Exactly, yeah. I'm trying to look like fucking Brad Pitt. And I'm trying to become a rocket scientist here, exactly. right? I thought this was enough for you, Shania. <laughs> Apparently now, that ain't impressing you much. So what do you need? <laughs> Give me why, a list. Don't, why don't we just stop saying, why don't we just stop saying what you don't want and say what you do? Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, my ego's bruised. Actually, why don't we do that now? Why don't we say, because you and me are both single men. You're 28, I'm 28. We're single men. We're going yeah, yeah. to, we're, we're heading, we're heading fast to our 30s. It's now under, 18 months until we hit 30. He's making it the most depressing podcast. Mate, I did the the maths earlier on. We got 624 months till we likely die, right? (laughs) I did the math today. Uh, I was just just doing a bit of calculations, trying to work things out. Uh, We've got much much less than that, because the amount of stupid things we do, we're going to go on a roller coaster because we forgot to strap in. Or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Over down the T, lower the blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, yeah, exactly. Your contents were too hot. He's been ah! hospitalised. He's, <laughs> he's been hospitalised for it. Yeah, that's right. I have. <laughs> Serious story. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it, but I come up another day. Six two, six hundred twenty-four months we got right now. So if you're not off a, I mean, you're bound to be. Um, you're going to have a cold for about two years. So those days are a write-off anyway, aren't they? So you probably not off. <laughs> You've probably not off the 24. That's 12, 12 times 2. So you've got 600 months of active LV. Off a Jack Bauer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you've got about 600 months, right? All right. Now, if you think that you're probably going to sleep for about a third of that, right? Yeah. So your waking time, you've got about 400 months. Right. All right? Right, and then we can break this down a bit further. If you just cancel out all the showers and shitting and eating, <laughs> you've got about eight months. You got about eight months to live. Hang on, then it's all the working, like time in the office. <laughs> oh yeah, so really? Probably got about, probably got about forty-eight hours. If, you're <laughs> if you can, if you actually, if you cancel that, even things like travel, because it's like you know, you, say you're going to like a theme park. Say you're going to go to in England. Oh, Chester, mate, Chester, you, know, you know me. I'm always fucking traveller. Try and go work. It takes about four hours. Well, there you go. So you do, yeah. So you do. So for you. Right, average travel. I mean, if you go back to last few, <laughs> for mate, me, got, I'm basically dead. I'm you got, basically you got, dead. You got you, you just got to see it through now, mate. You're probably palliative. I'm in bonus time as is. You're palliative. Don't know where I was going with that. But wait, but what? But what's annoying? What was I going to say about Shania Twain? <laughs> <laughs> because you were saying a list. Like, give us a list oh, of what yeah. you do. Exactly, yeah, right, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know why I went off on a tangent, but I was thinking, <laughs> you've got 18 months till you're 30, right, 18 of your, of your about, of, you've only got 8 months, you're going to be asleep most of that, we decided, you're nearly there, but you're 30, <laughs> 30, we're both 30 soon, and, yes. and so we're going to be these blokes who are single, now last night I went to an Ace of Bass concert, <laughs> he saw the sign, he followed I, it, I saw the sign, <laughs> right, exactly, and all she wanted was a baby, like, <laughs> So, so I get there, get to this Ace of Base concert, went with my brother, my brother's got a baby and he's married, right? I'm single and I ain't. And everyone, everyone there was either, um, I would say 80% of the people there were Eastern European. Really? Yeah, I think Ace of Base might have been big in Eastern Europe. That, uh, that surprises me. I would have expected more of the crowd you would see at like a B-52s concert, like people minimum age about 48. <laughs> No, it was, it was more like um, 
It was more like basically all the people who've hit 35 and a single still, or Eastern Europeans, or a combination of the two. It's like a Venn diagram. It's like, it's like accidentally single too late, Eastern Europeans, and then the ones in the middle. <laughs> Your brother Rob's just the anomaly you have to disregard. Going he was. This. He he's, was. Just a, he's just a little asterisk on the outside. Mate, what was it? What were we doing? What's the list? Because you we're know, we're going to do a list. Well, we we're going to do a list of things we want in a woman. Going to do five things. We're going to agree on five things between us. Okay. Five five key attributes. We're going to go back and forth, right, and then and then agree on the last one that we're looking for in a relationship. Yeah, but you and me have a very very similar ethos, values, attitude, approach to life. You know, beliefs uh, and 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 comedy and all that right we're a really similar person we spend so much time with each other so i suspect the answer to this is basically the same i'll tell you what of mine mate because i got bad sunburn yesterday so if she's got some aloe vera <laughs> she's pretty much top of my list at the minute we'll put it there because oh mate i'll tell you what i am hot my, my, my head is warm <laughs> has been all day I've just, oh. written, I've just written aloe vera dash good creams. No, actually, no, because that's a bit rubbish. That's, you deva- you've devalued the list, mate. You've you, you, you picked one. Done, that's just like, just a, I'll get you that, son. Super drug. <laughs> We've done five episodes of a nonsense podcast, and now he's fuming. I'm not taking it seriously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do, you want me to kick, do you want me to kick off? I can kick off. The first attribute, right? Yeah. That same dry sense of humour that Julia Louise Dreyfus has. <laughs> Julia Louise, son. Don't call her Julia Louise. Is it wrong? Have I done it wrong? Yeah, Julia Louise. Oh, Julia. It's all Francois. She's, she's got the. Oh, Francois. right. Okay, all the same dry <laughs> sense of humour, like Julia Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking as is that right? Stupid. Devalued the list. Do you know she is? She is very wealthy as well. She comes from a very extreme, like billionaire family. Really? Should we put that on the list? Yeah, yeah put it on the list. I don't want to. I don't want to sound that you know uh, no, low brow. No. But if that's, just, if that's one of the added benefits, <laughs> no, I, this ain't like this ain't like. Oh, hope she knows Jam Frank Rosola. It's not that list. It's like a legitimate list that we can use. <laughs> Try to bring logic to the situation, mate. But if you do end up in a relationship with Julia Hoy Dreyfus, <laughs> then then you get you get out of benefits out of it. You would. You would. Go you have on. to build a big shelf for the awards, though. Fuck, you know. I know, yeah. It's just sort of Emmy after Emmy after. You went to the Emmys and all. Yeah, yeah, I did, mate. I tell you what, I just put it up a shelf in my apartment the other day. It took about a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would get bored of that. You know what? Well, now I think about it. Julia, don't worry. <laughs> he's, put up an Emmy, he's put up a preemptive Emmy shelf. <laughs> I can't be bothered with the furniture, so <laughs> we have to find someone else. <laughs> So just her, so just her humour. I think you agree, though, right? Oh, definitely. Humour's humour's a big one. I think humour's a big one on both sides. Yeah, that's that's number one basically for me. And it's that it's that like um it's that like dry fun, uh, not taking life too seriously thing. Yeah, definitely. I think 
the re- the re- I find I find the sense of humour one funny. I like that you've been more specific. But I always find it funny because has anyone in the history of time ever said, when you ask the question, uh, what are you looking for in a man or what are you looking for in a woman? Um, has anyone ever said, honestly, just a complete lack of a sense <laughs> of Just... <laughs> honestly looking for them to just be completely apathetic to most <laughs> things in the world. No, that's true. Mm. But, that's true. no, it's a good one. The way you were specific about it, that's good. Go that's on, good. Go on, mate. You're, now, you, you sue now, so I've done your one, because you were probably going to do humour. I probably was. I probably was. But um, I'll tell you where it is for me. One of the biggest ones is actually uh, more in the intelligence realm, as far oh. as like, so I have, you know, a, a sort of intelligent, like sophisticated conversation yeah. about things that's going on in the world. Because I tell you one of the things that irritates me uh, across the board, just with people I talk to in the world, is now we don't have to live in a generation where people have to have an opinion on everything, on every story. Oh, yeah. Because of the access to the internet and stuff like that. They're now, uh, everyone's experts on politics. Everyone's experts on sports. Everyone's experts on everything. Um, and it does my head in, because the amount of people I talk to who have these really just staunch opinions, and they try and have a conversation with them about it, and they really have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, which is like usually, when people are very imbalanced, it's usually a sign of, I think, like sort of a lower intellect. Yeah, no, like definitely. really, like completely imbalanced. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we need to, like fair enough if you're ideological, but you've got to be able to see the balance. Yeah, if you yeah, like, like, if you're basically like, like they're evil and I'm class, then you know you're a knobhead. Oh, mate, it's so. Uh, oh God, I just think that's probably the big one for me. Uh, is uh, just that intelligence, that sort of. Uh, that intelligence and integrity. Could you, could you uh, like it? Because we've done ju- like Julio Louis Refus on the first. <laughs> could, we, could, you, could you liken that to a person? Could you think of a maybe a, even a man or a woman? It doesn't matter. But the intellect that you're trying to mimic, you know, the kind of conversation you can have. Um, oh. The balance, you know, you know what I mean? Find the person. Yeah. I'd probably say, mate, I'd be, uh, like, I'd be right into planting Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to put that down. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh. So we'll do that. So the intellect of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's a weird one. Body of Shakira, hey. the mind of Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's what I'm looking for. Oh. That's pretty much, I don't need five, mate. Just see those two things, and that's, that's all I ask. I don't ask for much in this world. I know, that's right, yeah. That's right. Is that it? Is that all you want? <laughs> so, mate, I thought we were doing one and one and one doing, and one. Oh, no, we're doing five, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the depth of Alain de Botton. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I would say um, Loves Animals. That's one for me. Because that's, oh, that's a good one. Do you know why? Oh, and like Michaela Strachan. Screamed <laughs> it. Just came to me, mate. I had to put it. He's lost the American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just think, uh, just think if, um, if Steve Irwin sort of was alive, quite attractive female and calmed down a bit. 
Mate, you just thought it's Bindi Irwin. You just talked about Bindi Irwin. Yeah, Bindi Irwin. Yeah. yeah, she's a bit like Bindi Irwin, isn't she? Yeah, she won. Um, she, I think she won uh, Dancing with the Stars or whatever over here. Strictly over here. But Bindi or Michaela? Bindi, Bindi. All the celebrities walking out for it. Oh yeah, he's Tom Brady, he's Matt Damon, and Michaela Stratton is going to be. You, 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 know, fall, you know, you'd have fallen off your chair. You'd have fallen <laughs> off your chair. You'd have, you'd have absolutely texted me by now. Julia Holly Dreyfus, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bindi Irwin, sort of merged into one. Michaela Stratton. Michaela Stratton. All right, okay. Bindi Stratton. Bindi Stratton. <laughs> I say Michaela, and I'll do quotes. Bindi Irwin Stragon. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's like a like, boxing Bindi name. It's like a boxing name. Whoever he marries at the yeah. end of the day, he wants their last name to be yeah. double barrel. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Stragon. That's right, yeah, exactly. That's sort of like a uh, sort of like marvellous Marvin Hagler. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela Bindi Irwin Stragon. <laughs> What's in quotes? <laughs> so all right, I think so we, that's a very good one. You didn't really explain much no, about why. It's, it's a very good one, but why, mate? Because I've been on dates before and people have said, oh, I don't like animals. And why I do just, they just say I don't like animals? Well, I just want, and obviously I just want to leave. They just don't like any. Just like, oh, I'm not that into animals. Well, why don't you just, like, shut up then? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Just get it's out true. of the restaurant then if you're just going to be a complete villain. How can you not <laughs> see penguins and think that's a laugh? <laughs> Probably the uh, probably Americans won't know this, but a lot of the castles in the UK have been guarded at times. It used to be a bit of a status symbol to have big animals. So, for example, up in uh, I went to this island in Scotland once called Rum, and there's a, there's like an eccentric uh, owner of the castle there from like a few hundred years ago, and he used to literally have lions and snakes around his castle to scare people off. And down, I think the Tower of London used to have bear, polar bears and, and lions. Polar bears? Mate, yeah, I think so. Because it's like a big status what? symbol. Hang on, hang on. That should be on the news every day. If that is <laughs> yeah, mate, I think so. Polar bears outside yeah. Tower of London. I think so, yeah. It lasted about 45 minutes, wouldn't they? <laughs> I know, yeah. Look at what well, lovely views over Tower Bridge. <laughs> the polar bear who lived at the Tower. This is Daily Mail, so we'll take it for what it's worth. Is but, it there? Is it there? Is it sad? Yeah, uh, where, hang on, where's it going? Polar bear. Well, where's the polar bear part of the story? Where's the polar bear? Great one with a polar bear. Fuck me. Daily Mail's never done so much writing. <laughs> Fuck me. It's all late speech anyway. It's all late speech. Anyway. <laughs> it really is. It says, the first record of wild, wild animals at the Tower of London was in 1210 during the reign of King John. When he a lion? I've seen the old Robin Hood one. <laughs> the yeah. monarch would receive the animals as gifts from other powerful rulers at the time. Oh, who had polar bear? Often, often to impress others or show wealth or strength for the ruler. The exotic animals were sent to London from all over the world and kept in the Tower of London as a symbol of power, as well as for the curiosity and entertainment of the court. Uh, hang on, what we got here? One of the more unusual animals was a large male African elephant, which was presented to King Henry III from King Louis uh, IX of France. Sorry, I had to do the uh, Roman numerals. I had to figure them out. <laughs> uh, but the Royal Menagerie 
remained at the Tower of London for over 600 years and was home to all manner of beasts, including lions, tigers, bears, kangaroos, camels, lynxes, wolves, zebras, alligators, monkeys, and many more creatures from around the world. How many was that? Oh, and they were obviously well in captivity. Though, no, mate, they? yeah. Opposite Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> what I love, mate. Oh, I've got to show you this picture at some point. Is they have like a, a drawing? It's a very, it's a beautiful drawing, like a black and white drawing of the Royal Menagerie uh, at the Strand in London. Oh yeah. And it's, I'm looking at all the animals. It's a really beautiful image of animals, and you can see all these animals from across the world. Obviously, that African elephant, the lion, like a rhino, an ostrich, which can't stand, um, a tiger, kangaroo, beautiful in this like meadow with hills, and there's like palm trees in the background, overhanging branches with all these birds and stuff like that. Thing is, mate, I've been down the Strand. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yesterday, it ain't. Yeah. It ain't Hawaii. <laughs> they made it be like oh look at all of these animals that we got that we just leave in the Serengeti so, are, are you sure because there's a there's a fucking otakus just across the road right there. I'm sure of it it's the only one left there's a lily white on the corner that's right yeah. take it a piss watch out because the 358's coming through <laughs> trying to tell me that it's a fucking lush meadow <laughs> Uh, that's, I bet it's uh, I bet it's Lun Polly that do that because their brochures are all like that. It's like, I look at this luxurious, and then you go there, and it's a shithole. <laughs> it is every time. I don't think I've ever been on the catalogue holiday. There's been anywhere near the catalogue. No, it's right. Yeah, exactly. It's about five notches down. It is miles down. That's why uh, it's just nonsense, mate. Absolute nonsense. That's why I just, now we're just up to trusting that gnome from Thomas Cook. <laughs> we are. We are. Take it piss out. It's Thomas the gnome. Yeah, that's fucking silly. Mate, oh, that, we're still doing that, that list. Mate, we're still doing it, yeah. So we've got three. We've got three. So we've gone. So it's you now. It's you. Oh, it's up to me. It's up to me. I tell you what, mate. This is one. This is one. Um. Well dressed, like good fashion sense. Oh, because I tell you what, I've good got fashion. a poor one. <laughs> I've got a poor one, so anyone that can help me, oh yeah, that's that's massive. Oh, right. oh so you I want could... someone who can? So it's really, it's about them having taste, which can improve yours. Definitely, definitely, because I tell I tell you what, do you ever? You must think to yourself, you know, when you're walking down the road or whatever, they're like, or you know, you see, um, you see an attractive woman. There are definitely times where the the attractiveness is just really blown up. Like it's just much bigger because you think, "Fuck me, they dress well." Like that is oh, just, yeah. oh, that, that yeah, is just a yeah. very nice outfit, and it's not like. I feel like a lot of women think that guys think that if they're you know revealing a lot. Like you've seen a lot of cleavage or a lot of leg or something like that. And it's not that at all. Like you see no. people with sort of like floor length stuff that you're just like, oh, wow, like they look sensational. I'm going to say something quite profound now. I think, I think all of that sentiment around like, oh, men only really want to see like sort of breasts out and like bums out or like, or like men are sort of like, like become like this sort of like sexual predators in those scenarios, right? Mm. Well, I think that, I think a lot of men do, but... I actually don't think men at our core really are like that. I think it's I think it's about that's like a sign of machoism of like how many women you can sleep with. And yeah. so 
it's the men who are very comfortable in themselves who tend not to be like that, but the blokes who are quite insecure suddenly become quite sort of predatory. Yeah, they just see it as a target. A target, yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, say, I'll say, for instance, like that, it, I don't find it attractive to see that. Um, no, I actually find, that, like, I find it off-putting. Yeah, me too. It just, just that flaunting. It's just because then you sort of think to yourself, whereas maybe when you were younger, sort of, I feel like maybe from TVs and films, it's, you sort of led to believe, like, you know, this, the sort of uh, forbidden fruit of seeing someone naked, like you see a little bit of a, a little bit of chest or something like that, and you're like, oh, that's really attractive. Whereas now, you sort of think to yourself, if I was in a relationship with that person, I honestly really wouldn't be comfortable with them, like, literally wearing a fucking thong. No, 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 it surprises the grandparents, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not only Jack's going to have heart attack. Can't fucking deal with that. So, mate, I, I know, I know the sort of, um, I know the sort of dress sense you quite like, um, and I'm just going to say Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy video is <laughs> <laughs> basically a synopsis. Um, mate, do you want to give us a, do you want to give us a um, person, man or woman, um, oh. or or or, um, or indeed transgender who has a fashion sense that you think would. Um, or has or has the mentality has the mentality of good fashion sense that could improve yours and would befit this uh, this line item. I tell you what, mate. I tell you the one the, uh, we've sort we sort of touched on the subject, but uh, someone who always just has like fantastic fashion sense, but of course they have uh, sort of people around them to help. Is mate Princess Kate. Um, oh, Kate gone, Middleton. Oh, very good. It's been classy. Yeah, very, very good. Like she just always looks. She just always looks, looks top notch, doesn't she? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but you never really see her walk out and just think like, "Oh, what you done, Kate?" No, that's right. No, but I, I'm now imagining you in a relationship dressed as the Duke of Cambridge. <laughs> Which has now led him to envision himself dressed as the Duchess of Cambridge. <laughs> That's right, yeah. He's oh. Got, oh, God. He's got a lovely hat. <laughs> I have, I have. Mate, so so that's, that's a nice one. Yeah, she's very classy, Kate Middleton. Yeah, yeah. No, she very, very much is. She's one that... That's another reason, mate. That's why I want William and Kate next like, on the throne. Yeah. Because... I feel like I don't feel very attached to like the royal family, like the entire royal family is what I'm saying. But I get quite defensive over those two because I think they're just lovely people. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they are lovely people. Yeah. So when like the the paparazzi and stuff get all over them, I'm like, leave them alone. Because honestly. They're just, they are, they are absolutely lovely. You should be, feel lucky to just to be in their presence, you sods. That's right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mate, it's all right, that's nice. So, so now we're on to number five, which we've got to agree on. Can I just, can, can we go, can we, I think, I think I've got our number five, and because we, we speak a lot about these sort of things, I think I know. And it's, and it's really an extension of the last thing. 
I'll say I've got nothing in mind right now. Like I can't, I'm sort of blanking. So, well, well the last I'm one leaving was... the floor open to you. All right. Well, this is. And I think. I think we're going to see if it's what I'm thinking about. Well, well, this is this is this is not. Bear, I'm going to define the, what I mean by this word because this word comes with different connotations for different people. So I'm going to define what it means as soon as I say it. Right. Oh, mate, if it's a word you're not allowed to say. <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. The word is classy. Okay. Now, okay. I'm going to define that. Classy is not in reference to some superiority complex of class, because actually, that's exactly what's not classy. Mm. Cla- classy is that ability to conduct yourself in a way that is... Um, that has integrity and self-respect. Mm-hmm. So it's that whole sort of like I have values, I have resolute values for myself, and I'm going to hold myself to them. Um, you right. know, so I'm not going to. You know, I have a standard that I set in my life. So when I come and see your your family, I am going to offer to wash the dishes courteously after the meal because that's what a nice thing in a guest in a house would do, right? Or, right. It's, or not, like, it's not like acting subservient. It's just like I... That is just uh, sort of a common nice manners. Right, yeah. Um, or, or I'm going to... Yeah, or I'm going to say, we're going to your friend's house. I really want to get to know them. Like, why don't we both get a bottle of wine for them? It's that stuff. Yeah. It's that, that little, like, yeah. thoughtfulness and, like, elegance and class which makes someone actually a top-notch person. Oh, definitely, mate. Definitely, I've like, I've had that from um, people. I remember, uh, I remember when my little sister, like, when she was really little, I was dating someone when my sister was about uh, probably about three years old, two, two or three, and it was just um, I hadn't been dating her very long, but uh, like my sister's birthday was rolling around, and like she wanted to get a like a little teddy bear or something, like she went really went out of her way to do it. And I think that sort of rolls along those lines. Like we were definitely at the point in the relationship where she did not have to do that. Like yeah. it was, it was not assumed. She hadn't even met him yet. But she's, uh, tried, but she she's, was, she's, yeah, she's put the energy in. Yeah, she was just like, oh, why don't you like uh, give this to her? Like, it's just like, I hope she has a nice day. I was like, that's really sweet. Um, it's that. It's that stuff. Yeah. That's a sign of a good, top-notch person. It's thoughtful. And it's reciprocal as well. It's not all one way. It's not a gender thing. I mean, we do... we do. You do the same back, right? You know, you're bringing a yeah. box of chocolates around because it's her brother's birthday or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even sort of similar with, um, like, maybe going to things that you might traditionally not want to go to. Like, say someone's... It sounds silly, but someone like, you know, the... If, if a man has a football tournament or something like that and she just wants to come along and watch even though she really couldn't give less of a shit about uh, football really mm. um, or you know she really wants to go to something that maybe I don't know New York Fashion Week or something like that she really wants to go see a show but it's not up your alley at all but without even thinking you know you go out of your way to you know make that happen you know I think that that's classy it's the uh, uh, what's the it's um but un, uh, I can't think of the word unselfish, but uh, you know, it is that generosity that sort of comes with the classiness? That selflessness is the word I'm looking for. Selflessness. Yeah, that's right. Which is which is derived right. from not from ingratiating, but actually just personal values. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Standards, standards. Mm. So for that, I'm going to put Brian Conley. 
<laughs> no, I don't know. I can't think of a person who's got high values. Maybe we, maybe it is just someone like that, though. Because we're talking That's about a, be... we're talking about a trait, aren't we? We're just talking about a trait. So it could yeah. be a man or woman. It's not. This is not like oh, I want them to like look like Brian Conley. <laughs> um, I tell you what, mate. I tell you what is like one of the more. I tell you what I'm going to put put down. If I can offer you the idea of a celebrity for a minute, all right. Portia de Rossi, and the reason I say Portia de Rossi, oh, right. did you remember I what she did? Paul, Paul. I thought we, I basically <laughs> I heard Paul Ross is what I heard. <laughs> so, <laughs> Paul de Rossi. Uh, he, uh, so now Portia de Rossi. Did you hear like what she did for Ellen for like sixtieth uh, birthday? I honestly, I don't know off my offhand. Being the um, being the British man I am, I don't know. Oh, I don't know who Portia de Rossi. Is. I don't know who Portia de Rossi is. Let me look her up. Oh, Portia de Rossi is uh, Ellen's wife. Oh, okay, um, cool. And you'll know if she was in Arrested Development, and uh, she was in that uh, quite. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's cool. Yeah, what she did for Ellen for her 60th birthday, and she'd be playing it for a long, long time. She basically um, had built in, I think, South Africa, a gorilla sanctuary in Ellen's name because it's like the animal that she's most passionate about and has been her entire life and one of her idols growing up was Dr. Jane Goodall um, I think it was Dr. Jane Goodall or someone else involved in the uh, gorillas and she like, spent all this time and all this money like, setting up this foundation and this gorilla sanctuary that's named after Ellen DeGeneres now in South Africa and I was like fuck me if that isn't like the nicest present to give someone like something that was their passion from when they were a child like a little child yeah. that we as we as just the general public didn't really know but she's focused in on that and got like the most thoughtful gift you could possibly think of mate that's, like, class. that's class that's, that's class that is class yeah that is class so what I was yeah so, mate, in the similar vein, so I've got three I put down in the cardboard box outside the apartment. <laughs> but I've, I've written Steve Sharp on it. <laughs> oh, so I can't afford much. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to put down Lenny Henry. And I've just realised I've written that entire list on the back of my MOT. So that's void. <laughs> <laughs> Sake, I don't know. What does that mean? What do I have to do? What can I call up the quick of it? Oh, I'm really sorry. I've written, all li- I've written a whole list of desirable traits, including Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> so, sorry, did Kate Middleton do your MOT? No, no, mate, there's confusion. <laughs> oh, mate, literally, back page which says pass. All over it, you cannot see. Don't even felt tip because it's just, just smothered, just smothered. Oh, for God's sake! He's destroyed legal documents. For the Shit! He's going to be investigated. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I'm just, just going to chance it. I think <laughs> I'm just going to chance. I ain't paying for that again. <laughs> It's the best thing to have on the show. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll post a picture of me, uh, me, me damaged, <laughs> me damaged MOT certificate, which means that I'm legally now unable to drive. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to apologise in advance for us editing out all of the rest of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> because I was laughing heartily for 45 minutes at this word MOT. <laughs> On the back of it, right, where you're meant to be able to read, um, I'm going to try and read one side of it, which I'm literally barely read now. Um, it says oil temperature equals no summing. I can't see that because of the thing. <laughs> No summing temperature taken, right? But what that's at, what's covering that is the words, <laughs> Billy has 624 months to live. <laughs> it looks, looks like he's got plans to kill me. <laughs> does. Really, really long-term plans. <laughs> so I'll just sort out a few things and then I'll get to it. Christ, he's got a lot on. He ain't, he ain't getting to that for a while. Oh Alright mate, so uh, we've really analysed and dissected Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle's wedding We hope you have an absolutely lo- lovely wedding day, uh, the two of you Which uh, I assume you're listening But uh, mate, we uh, we also had a tea, you had a lovely tea, the Dilma How uh, did it go down? Break it, break on your 10 out of tea Mate, the, the Dilma, uh, the finest tea, most full-bodied tea from Ceylon um, A.K.A. Sri Lanka Aka part of the Commonwealth was an absolute absolute wonder. It was mm-hmm. a jo- it was a joy. See, I'm by- this is the thing, right? Everyone's going. Everyone keeps. Every- the- we get a lot of feedback on the show, right? People say, "Oh, I listened to this. It was great." But and people often mention my rating system and critique it because they say I'm going too high because I keep throwing out nines, right? You one, do. One, do. one, right? I wouldn't buy the tea if it looks shit, would I? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to buy good quality for the show, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. I'm also looking up. I'm doing a bit of research here. Like these days, you don't just go willy nilly. You look on the fucking tea trip advisors. You 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 work it out. You go, what's the good ones? I'm trying the good ones. So right, so don't all sit at home with your cocks out, pretending you're <laughs> fucking bigger than you are. Having to go at my rating system, you utter. Not you, Prince Harry. Again, if you're listening, we hope you have a lovely day. We do. I'm, I, I, can't, I'm, I can't relax here. I'm annoyed at all the critique <laughs> of my rating system. We've been having good teas, getting fair ratings, right? They might be in the nines. I'm a positive guy. Call me old-fashioned, <laughs> right? So, 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 mate, the Dilma, right? I'm not going to be afraid to give it the... Wait, drum roll. 8.95... Oh, 8.9. Just out of the nines. Just out of the nines. Mate, so, mate, mate. Oh, he got more aftertaste. He's adjusting. 8.965. He's, he's got the, the decimals. Becoming, so he's going to give one of them pie one of these times. I'm sure of it. Oh, I look forward to that one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, be apple flavoured. But anyway, so no, it's... Uh, Mate, so that's, a, that's good. So that's a very good tea. Well, not not the best we've had. No, 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 mate. What's, give us a little bit. Give, give us a little bit of an idea of the uh, of the body of it. I was, very, uh, very full-bodied. Very just like a. I would describe it as a quaint uh, English English breakfast tea. It's English breakfast tea. It hasn't overpowered you way better than your kind of traditional high street brands, right? We're talking. <laughs> you can taste the quality in it. Um, subtle, soft, a little bit fruity, a little bit mm-hmm. fruity. Um, and just a, but just a really nice sort of firm flavour on the tongue, mate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely class, to be honest. I will be drinking another cup today. Oh, that's absolute, mate. That's a good, that's a good review. 
That's a good review. They should put that on the box. Again, if you're looking for sponsorship from Gleason and Sharpie, write in the comments. Yeah, Dilma, um, give us a bell. And and once again, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, um, we do give away our our tees of of uh, it for each podcast. And so if you uh, if you share the podcast, if you subscribe, you could win. Uh, some of the Dilma completely free of charge just by liking, sharing, subscribing. Um, our last one from the uh, from the last podcast already went out. Sorry, it's been such a uh, such a long time between podcasts. But if you want to enjoy the tea as well and experience it for yourself, again, like, share, subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us for the Royal Wedding Special of Hot Contents. It's been an absolute blast, Harry, Megan. We hope you have an absolutely lovely day. We hope that all 750 million or whatever people wave their little British flags and have a right laugh with a bit of bunk cake or whatever they're after. Uh, have a great Royal Wedding Day, great FA Cup final day. Chelsea, my team, United, Sharpies team. And, mate, I'll talk to you soon. All right, mate. See you soon. Oh, I guess I'll do the washing up then, shall I?